we didn't know how to deal with it. My grandmother, at times she would be nice to us, and other times she would be telling us that we're come from a a family that is cursed. Staigute. Welcome, my friends, to the storyteller, where you'll find First Nations people from across Native North America who are following Jesus Christ without reservation. Today, we'll hear from Arlene Ed, a Navajo from Northern Arizona, as she shares about her early years and the challenges that her family faced because of her mother's illness. Hello, my name is Arlene Ed. I'm. A Navajo from the Southwest United States in、uh, Northern Arizona. We normally, in the Navajo tradition, we introduce ourselves and with clans to identify between the the families. And、uh, I would just like to introduce myself in that sense. I'm of the Bitterwater Clan, born for the Arrowhead people. My maternal grandfather is the Many Goats Clan, and paternal grandfather is the Edgewater Clan. But in the spirit, I am a child of God. I was、um, raised in a Christian home.、Uh, my mother. As a little girl, my mother took me to church, and about a mile from where we lived, there was a church growing, starting up, and there was a group. And my mother attended that church, and she took my us. I have one sister and four brothers. I had、uh, two other sisters, but my older sister, she. She didn't make it. About a month after she was born, and my, I had a younger sister who died at age eight, back in 1987. My mother、um, started going to church. I guess my family,、uh, most of my family, are traditional. Uh, my mother、um, has a. She started going to church to find comfort in the Lord, and she found comfort in this church that was growing nearby. It's the only place that she found love, and she found people that can accept her as herself. When we were growing up, we had a hard time. There was a lot of tension among our families, and. A lot of because of my mom's condition, which was、um, epilepsy. She was、um, always depressed and always trying to learn how to deal with her herself. My mom and dad they married in 1959. In a It wasn't really a wedding ceremony. It was more like an arranged marriage that they were brought together. My grandfather went out to one of the ceremonies, and 
nearby, about away from where they lived, and he met my father, and my father brought him home and told him, here's my daughter. I want you to marry my daughter and have a family and take care of her. My father was a very traditional man. He's, and being traditional, he was honorable to what others said to him and expected of him. He took it very serious and when he was told that he was a wife to, for him to take care of now, he couldn't, he couldn't say no. He had to, um, take on the responsibility of starting a family. About a, a year after they were married, um, my older brother was born and I'm the third one in the family. And, um, through the years, my father found out that my mom was epileptic. But for him, it was, he couldn't just leave and it was, uh, he couldn't even think of it like it's too late. Because he was an honorable man, he had to stay and take care of his wife and be there for his kids. And during those times, there was a lot of ceremonies done for my mom to help her to deal with this condition. In a way, there was a lot of healing ceremonies and a lot of different types of ceremonies that she went through. But none of them helped. It just brought on more tension. To the traditional family, my my aunt and my grandma, they viewed her as with this curse that was put on her and she couldn't associate, socialize with them because they viewed it as a curse and in very traditional sense when you have healing ceremonies done for you and other ceremonies done for you you can't allow any curses to come into your home and into your families, and this, this, it, it's kind of like a disruptive, um, viewed as very disruptive. And so my mom, she had to deal with a lot of neglect and a lot of um, people not coming to her and being with her. She was more like shunned by her mom and dad and my her sisters and her brothers. So at this church, you know, about a mile from us where this church was growing, it's the only place that she um, found comfort. She took us there as when we were small and we took part of in the singing and the hymns. And When she was a young girl, my mom, she went to school for a while, but she had to come back because she had to deal with her epilepsy. But it didn't wipe a lot of, you know, it didn't affect any of her memory. She had good memory and she had good sense. So in a, in her own way, she started learning to read the Bible and 
especially in Navajo. And I remember when I was very young, she used to teach us to uh, read the songs and sing the songs with her. And that's how I um, learned a lot of the hymns, the Navajo hymns and the, the from the old hymn books. And through the years and when I was in grade school, my brothers and sisters were in grade school. We were at a boarding school and we'd spend the week there and she'd come and get us on weekends. And during those weekends or in, during, throughout the summer, she would, we would teach her the math, reading and writing and it helped her a lot to gain knowledge and it helped her to also read the Bible more. To her, it brought her comfort, it brought her, um, helped her to teach the Word of God to her. And though she was depressed and um, stressed a lot of times, which brought on her seizures, you know, she tried to calm herself down. And, but a lot of times, she, because of the tension among the family, this brought on a lot of seizures, and the, it brought on a lot of depressed moods for her. And through my teenage years, I didn't know how to deal with it. I started developing um, anger towards my family, towards my mother. Because we were treated, as her kids, we were treated um, like we were the black sheep of the family. And we didn't know what else to do. We didn't know how to deal with it. My grandmother, at times she would be nice to us, and other times she would be telling us that we're come from a, a family that is cursed, and we weren't allowed in any of the um, the regular normal activities, and that was very hard on us. My brothers and sisters, they, at an early age, we all decided that we're going to leave home and we're going to build upon this and get out of these situations, do something with ourselves. And my father during that time, she, he was away most of the time. He worked on the railroads and sheep ranches up in Colorado. He would be gone for months at a time. When he'd come home, you know, my, my mom looked forward to those days when my dad would be home, knowing that he'll be there. Because, you know, like I said, my, my dad's a very honorable man. And even though his wife had this condition, he took care of her. He took the responsibility to um, be with her. And, and he told us as his kids, he told us to be strong and, and keep going to school and get an education. He told us, he says, 
you know, it's not going to be like this forever. It's going to change. The only way it's going to change is if you kids grow up and use your education and use your knowledge, what you've learned. Use that to further yourself and make a change in your life. And that was the motivation that my dad taught us. All of us at some point will walk through dark valleys in this life. In fact, maybe you're going through something right now that has you questioning why or wondering what you should do. If you belong to God, let me encourage you to simply trust Him. He promises that as you do, He will direct your path. If you don't have a relationship with God, now is the time to address this. Your sins have separated you from Him and judgment is coming. But Jesus offers you something different. He says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, because I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your soul. For my yoke is easy to bear, and my load is not hard to carry. If you have any questions or comments or would like a copy of today's program, write to us at The Storyteller. P.O. Box 1001, Bemidji, Minnesota, 56619. That's P.O. Box 1001, Bemidji, Minnesota, 56619. Our phone number is 877-766-4648. That's 877-766-4648. We're also online at withoutreservation.com. Thanks for listening. And remember, the greatest story took place at the cross. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. There's more to Arlene's story, so be sure to join us again next time as we listen to The Storyteller.